Tim and Michelle Hill with Connect Over Coffee, and this is the Morning Moments Matter Show. We are here every weekday morning for about 10 minutes over a cup of coffee to encourage you to make your moments matter. We believe that you cannot pour from an empty cup. So if you don't put that coffee into the cup, when you drink, you will not be getting your caffeine fix. Nothing in, nothing out, right? We, that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I have to answer your question when you ask me a question. That's right, you do. <laughs> we do need a daily routine of filling our own cup. Our Morning Moments Matter Box is an easy on-ramp to your best self. It's, why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm happy. It's morning. <laughs> it is all you need to craft a daily ritual that will fill your own cup, both literally and figuratively. You're messing me up. Stop, stop it. Stop it. We fill your cup with a mug of amazing coffee, and we'll provide an easy way for you to fill your personal cup at the same time. In the box with the coffee is a spark book, and it guides you through a daily practice of three different steps, engaging your body and your mind and your heart. And in the last two episodes, we talked about the first two practices and how they benefit you. Pop quiz. What were they? They were how to engage your body by deep breathing and I did that online live <laughs> and by engaging your mind by answering a thought provoking question. Right. So today we're going to talk about the third or the last part of that process, engaging our heart. And in the Spark book, this involves another question, but it's a gratitude prompt. Right. Now, I've heard a wide range of reactions when you start to talk about gratitude. We've had things like gratitude is just a woo woo thing. It doesn't do a single thing to make you feel any different. Gratitude is for wimps. Real men don't do gratitude or glitter for that matter. <laughs> or if I hear one more thing about gratitude, I'm just going to puke. It is so Oprah, so 90s. I'm so over it. <laughs> You get gratitude and you get gratitude and you get gratitude. We've heard a ton about gratitude in popular media for the last several years. It's a popular research topic. The happiness science has really taken off. Yeah. So we're going to give you seven things, seven things that, seven. The, that the data says gratitude does for you. And this is only actually a partial list. Number one, gratitude improves your relationships. Now, now who wouldn't want it for that reason? That's right? a good point. Number two, improves your physical health. Yeah. Number three, <laughs> it improves your psychological health. So you have higher feelings of well-being and happiness and you suffer less symptoms of depression. That's a good one. It is. Enhance empathy and reduces aggression. <laughs> Apparently that's a good one too. <laughs> Number five, it improves your sleep. Practicing gratitude regularly can help you sleep longer and better. It enhances your self-esteem, and this is partly, not completely, because of a reduction in comparative-itis. Number word. seven, the last one, it increases your mental strength. So grateful people have an advantage in overcoming trauma, and they have an enhanced resilience, helping them to bounce back from highly stressful situations. Those are significant benefits, right? Yep. Let's bust some myths again right. today. Mythbusters here. These are from the most well-known gratitude researcher, Richard Emmons. Wait, who's he? How can he be so popular if I've never heard of him? Popular is different from well-known. <laughs> and unless you've been reading research or books on gratitude, you might not have recognized him. He's actually written some other things, too. I think he's written a marketing book as well. Marketing gratitude. Yes, probably. Yeah. Thankful. Yes. You're grateful for marketing. <laughs> Myth number one, gratitude will lead to complacency. If I'm happy where I'm at, 
I won't bother to grow or improve. I was going to get out boss jock and do some wah, wah, wrong noises. <laughs> I forgot. So that's wrong. Studies show that gratitude actually drives a sense of purpose and a desire to do more. Myth number two, gratitude is just a naive form of positive thinking. You might think gratitude is ignoring the very real struggles, injustices, hurts, trauma that exist in the world and in our own lives. Wrong. Gratitude isn't just a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. It has what Emmons calls responsibilities that go along with it that can make it hard or challenging for people under certain circumstances. And when he says responsibilities, he's talking about things like we gain humility or we recognize our reliance on other people or our indebtedness to someone else. Or we accept that others have to help us at times, recognizing that we aren't completely independent, things like that. It can be a character growth experience, which either genuine or fake warm, fuzzy feelings wouldn't tend to produce. All right. That was a long one. I know. Voila. <laughs> Myth number breath. three. Gratitude makes us too self-effacing. Some people assume that if I'm grateful, I give all the credit to others for their own success. When I recognize the ways others have helped me, I risk overlooking my own hard work and natural ability. Wah, wah. <laughs> Wrong. You were supposed to help me with that. <laughs> Let you go so low. Wrong. <laughs> Gratitude is actually associated with a greater sense of personal control over your own success. Grateful people give credit to others, but not at the expense of acknowledging their own responsibility for their own success. Myth number four, gratitude is only possible when things are going well in the good times. Wah, wah. <laughs> Wrong. This is going to be fun just for that. Gratitude is not only possible in those circumstances, it's actually critical to help us to get through them. When we're faced with hard things, gratitude helps us kind of get the big picture and not feel overwhelmed by setbacks that we feel in the moment. Myth number five. Last you, one. You have to be religious to be grateful. Wrong. Most religions do have a gratitude component, but anyone can have a grateful disposition, even if they are not religious. Now we know what gratitude does and we busted some myths. But did you know you could do gratitude wrong? Here's a wrong way to do grateful. What are you grateful for? I'm so grateful for Tim. I'm grateful for coffee. Of course you are. <laughs> I'm grateful that it is springtime. I'm grateful for Michelle. It's a good thing you said that. <laughs> I was waiting for that. So what's wrong with those? Way too general. You get great benefits from gratitude, but you need to be specific about it. So if I had said, I am so grateful for springtime because I get to hear the spring peepers, which is one of my favorite sounds in the world, and I can swing on the hammock more often, and things start blooming, and I love when the whole world kind of comes alive, and I can open the windows for more fresh air, and spring kind of lights up new hope in people. See how that is different? It was. I actually even feel emotionally different just saying it that way. So you dug into the why. You spent some time on it and you were very specific. It's far more powerful to list five reasons why you're thankful for one thing than to list five general things that you're grateful for. 
In our morning clubhouse room, we talk about that gratitude prompt. And when we do, people usually tell a story about their answer. They don't just say, I'm grateful for the spring or whatever. They tell a story. Mm -hmm. So they sit in that experience for a moment and share details about why they chose the answer. Like we talked about yesterday with a thought-provoking question, that shared experience amplifies the gratitude experience because I'm participating in other stories as well and sharing their feelings. And I'm also developing the community that goes along with that and a relationship. Yep. We were going to list uh, a whole bunch of gratitude activities or give you five or 10 or something like that, but let's leave that for another episode. That sounds good. We'll do that next week. Okay. Today's to-go cup takeaway. Take a few minutes and choose one thing that you're grateful for and list five reasons why you're grateful for that one thing. If you want to be guided through a super simple practice of filling both your coffee cup and your personal cup each morning, including that gratitude practice, the registration is now open for the April Morning Moments Matter Box. And you can find more info at connectovercoffee.link backslash MMM. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We look forward to coffee and conversation with you each weekday morning. We'll be back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. So make plans to join us then. Is it Thursday today? We will be back tomorrow. It is Thursday. We probably won't have the same sound effects tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And people will be grateful for that. right. (laughs) Until then, remember that your best day starts this morning. Stay caffeinated, y'all. Is the mic mic working? That song gets stuck in your head. (laughs) It's been stuck in my head for a week. (laughs) I know. And I am not going to do the ooga chukka on the thing. Ooga chukka chukka chukka. That's a blooper waiting waiting to happen. (laughs) Ooga. And then I say, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And then I do it. <laughs> I'll oh, give you a cookie if you'll be quiet. Roll the dice, baby. Gratitude is just a woo-woo thing that does not do a single thing. It does, doesn't make you... <laughs> Gratit number, <laughs> gratitude three. Some people assume that if I'm grateful, I give all the credit. credit. <laughs> Well, I thought I read that sentence wrong. (laughs) Look at you. Fancy. We are late. No, we're not. Not yet. (laughs) In a second, we will be.